When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, what a morning. The Astros are a win away. The Eagles are still perfect. The Nets are in complete disarray. We've got lots of stuff. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. Only one place to start here on ESPN Radio is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash greening. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And the smartest thing we've done today is ask some of our friends to hang around after Get Up. Rob Ninkovich stays with me. And Brooke Pryor, if I'm not mistaken, making her debut on this radio program. And it is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I just slid over and, you know, I, I feel the power sitting right here in the middle of the city. I'm hoping to channel some of that. I just slide six feet to the right, say back and better than ever, and we just keep on going. That's pretty much the way this thing works. And I want to start with the Eagles last night. We're going to work our way to everything. We'll get you some World Series today, and obviously we'll get to Kyrie. But while I have the opportunity to keep you two here, let's do the football and let's do the Eagles. And we had a good conversation about this, and I I bring this up all the time, and, and maybe it is the frustrated Jet fan in me, but I've seen so many times promising young quarterbacks come into the National Football League and just be ruined. I mean, you don't get, I've said this before, Ninko, you don't get to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL because you can't play. Every single one of these guys who were drafted in the first round of the NFL can play. They have a skill set. They have something they do well. And then what happens to them next is largely, as much as anything, dependent upon the things that happen around them, the teammates, the coaching, the scheme, the support, everything else. And so for all of the failures we see, those are organizational failures. I I don't think Sam Darnold couldn't play football. I don't think, going back, Tim Couch couldn't play football. They were in bad situations, and they were ruined by them. Conversely, what we're seeing in Jalen Hurts right this minute, and again, the Eagles win last night, and they go to 8-0. It reminds me of what's happening in Buffalo with uh, with Josh Allen. They took a quarterback who was like a, a big lump of clay, He had a a bunch of stuff he could do well, but it needed to be molded into exactly the right shape, and they've done it. And as a result, the Bills are going to be good for 15 years, and so are the Eagles. It's an organizational success. All right, his mic is not on. Can we get Ninko's? Brooke, give us a thought on that if you would, and we'll Well, get Ninko's mic working. No, don't touch it. Someone here will come fix it. Go ahead, Brooke. I'm going to pick up right where Ninko was headed. I think that this is absolutely a testament to the Eagles and to their belief in Jalen Hurts. They gave him the weapons. They gave him A.J. Brown. They've given him a great defense. I really like the way that they have supported him. And Jalen Jalen Hurts has also put in the work. Um, I I like it. You know, it kind of reminds me of the way that he went to Oklahoma. Things were not working out at Alabama. He went to Oklahoma. He got better with Lincoln Riley. And now I think that he's put himself in even a better situation being in Philadelphia. Obviously, he doesn't get to pick where he gets drafted. But I think that, that he has taken what he's been given and he's thrived with it. And he's really making the most out of the tools around him. Um, and, and I think that he couldn't have landed in a better situation. And, and so, Nico, we'll see if – don't touch that. Who knows if that's you, – you're probably making it worse. Uh, can someone come in here? Can, can, can you try talking? 
No, it's not working. So, I, and no one is coming. So, I don't know what we're doing here. Can you hand him your microphone for a moment, and and let me get your thoughts on this, if if I can, um, because Scoot I mean, over. The, the Eagles are right now, and and it yeah. is a remarkable start that they are off to. Are they hands down the best team in the NFC? People yeah. will point to their schedule. They've not played a lot of great teams. Yes, are they the best team? Yes, they can't help who is on their schedule, who who they had. Um, on their on their schedule to start the season and listen throughout the season other teams that we thought were going to be good aren't very good and they're just con- continuing to go through this thing here and, and win so when you look at the Eagles and how they're built I think that the mental toughness aspect of this thing hurts having been in a big moment in the national championship and losing that even though they were undefeated in the regular season kind of helps this whole thing as well because he understands like I don't care about you know, I don't care about the regular season. I want to win the the championship right. because I've done that. I've right. been undefeated and lost the the championship, and it's the worst feeling in the world. So I do believe that they're going to continue to be a really good football team. They're going to continue to improve and get better, but I don't necessarily think that they should strive to be undefeated. And I'm not saying that they are. And I think that this whole undefeated thing starts to get pumped up through everyone else outside of basically the Eagles, everyone else, you know, the Eagles are perfectly fine in, in, in what they're doing and, and they're mentally tough. And they're, they, listen, when Kelsey came out week one, said, we haven't done anything. We, we really haven't done much. We're going to go out here and we got to prove it every single week and they're doing it. So I like the Eagles. I like the way they're built. I like their mentality. I like Hertz and, and what he's been able to do. So with that being said, you look at the rest of their schedule, they have a high chance of continuing to be a, undefeated team, but I'm not going to be the guy to put the juju out there like, well, they're going undefeated. This well, no, is be the team. and I get it. I'll be that guy. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> undefeated should be a goal. At minimum, it shouldn't be something the teams are afraid of. I, I'm not suggesting that while they're 8-0, no, they should be thinking about winning nine more games. They should be thinking about winning this coming week, but I certainly think if they have a chance to go for it late, they should. Uh, so Jalen Hurts was certainly in the zone last night, in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get a quick take from Brooke if I can. Hand her back that if you would be so kind. Thank you as we're having just sort of some technical stuff going on in here. Um, On Chase Claypool uh, being traded this week from the Steelers, for those across the country who don't know, Brooke, your primary job here for us at ESPN, you cover the Steelers day in, day out so well. And so you've seen him, and he was traded this week to the Bears for one reason, I think, and one reason only uh, from the Chicago standpoint, and that is they want him to do something akin to what Stephon Diggs has done for Josh Allen and what A.J. Brown has done for Philadelphia, they want him to do that for Justin Fields. Now, Chase Claypool is a guy who, at least, if I'm, I, I, that's why I want to ask you about it, because I'm looking at it from the outside in. I feel like he's never lived up to the talent. He looks so talented. He's so big. He's so athletic. He's had some moments where you say, well, this guy could be one of the best receivers in the NFL. But it's never happened, obviously. Why and what do you think happens for him now? Well, you know, I think one reason why more hasn't happened for him, because he came out and he had a great rookie start. I think in his first 10 games, he absolutely lit the Steelers on fire. But this last year, they moved him to the slot, and he's just not the same kind of playmaker. His capabilities are not the same in the slot, and he felt frustrated by that. But here's the other thing. When he was on the outside and he, when he was getting the go balls that he wanted so badly, he wasn't consistently making plays. I mean, he, he told me after the Miami game, we just need more go balls. We have to get more go balls. 
You know what? He got a go ball on Kenny Pickett's first pass attempt, and he got picked off. You know what? He got a go ball against Miami, and he got tripped up, and he fell down, and Kenny Pickett threw another interception. So the thing with Chase Claypool is that I think the raw ability is there. He has not been consistent. He also, I I think he was better at staying on his feet this year, but he wasn't being put in the same positions for me to really get a good measure of if he has improved that aspect of his game because he was making easy catches more difficult. And that is really frustrating uh, as, as someone that's watching the game, as a coach. I don't know that you can trust him right now the way that Josh Allen can trust Stephon Diggs. And Greeny with uh, Brooke and uh, Nico in our studio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. It's easy to bundle your home and car insurance at Progressive.com. Nico, let me switch over then to the power teams in the AFC. The, the Bills, you've been riding the Bills. I remember before the season began, you were sitting with me on Get Up, and you said the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl and Josh Allen is going to be the MVP. And at this moment, there isn't any obvious reason to think both of those aren't right. How long is the list especially after the Dolphins make the big trade this week. How long is the list of teams you could realistically see beating Buffalo in a playoff scenario in the AFC? How many teams would you put on the list? Or his mic is still not on, right? It's, it's still not where I don't know what's here going go. on here. Okay. I, I apologize that we're having it's all what's going on. But go we ahead. We got it. How many uh, teams? So I would think that there's a couple scary teams, which you look at Tennessee right now. I, I think Tennessee's a team – that in a proper setting, the way that they run the football, like they they catch you off guard because when you have a potent offense like the Bills, you want to keep them off the field. So Tennessee is Tennessee's on the list. one of them. We know Kansas City's one of them. Miami is creeping up this list because we know Miami and what the, and that, how explosive their offense is. We have uh, does that talking, work in, in late January in Orchard Park, New York? Well, that's what I said. It didn't, and that's why yesterday talking on Get Up, everyone was talking about are the Dolphins a Super Bowl contending team? And I said no, but I think the pieces that they have in place on a given Sunday. When you play a team like the Bills, if they're on and they have their weapons that are rolling, they could be dangerous. They could be scary. Do they need to get super lucky and get like a 29 degree and no wind <laughs> yes. kind of day? They, in if Buffalo. it's 15 degrees and a, like a 25 mile an hour wind and it's, you can't throw the football down the field too far, I think two is going to have a hard time. But you know, Josh Allen lives in that environment, so he's still going to be able to push the ball down the field, and he throws a tighter ball. He's he's a bigger guy. He throws the ball a lot harder. You didn't say Baltimore or Cincinnati. Well, Do you believe in I, either of them? I think Baltimore can go on a run. Cincinnati scares me a little bit now, especially with the loss that we saw against the Browns. Like they were on a roll. Then they lose Chase and and their biggest target offensively. Does that kind of put a wrench in the gear, so to speak, and throw them off pace. Because I really thought that Cincinnati was on pace to kind of go on a run here. But my mind has changed a little bit on that. So I really think if you look at the whole dynamic of the NFL, there's really only five or six teams total on both sides that you're like, wow, yeah, like that's it. We're only talking about basically two teams in the NFC. And we're only talking about two teams in the NFC. Yeah, Philly, Philly and Three. I'll say three. Philly, talking Philly, Cowboys, and the 49ers. Not the Vikings. The Vikings are 6-1 and one and just got T.J. Hawkinson. You're not I buying. I don't know. Nobody's really high on the Vikings. You know, when you, I think it's the style that the Vikings have that isn't the flash, and everyone's watching the Vikings saying, like, oh, this team is the team that could shock a lot of people. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I think people are sleeping a little bit on the Vikings, but I'm still not ready to put them in that, that position yet. AFC wise, you have it's 
it's tough because we, we came into the season. I'm going to cough again. Sorry. No, it's okay. <coughs> Thinking Cincinnati thoughts, right? I mean, I mean when you the, the, came the, into the season. A year ago at this moment, if I had a said, year give ago. me a list of teams that could make the Super Bowl, you, we would not you, have said the Bengals. No. We would have said. So that's my point. Surprise things happen. Surprise. Like, and, and then also think about some of the divisions. We were talking about uh, the Broncos. We were right. talking about the Raiders. We were talking about the Chargers. What have happened to all those teams? They fell off a cliff. We yeah. were talking about the Rams repeating. We were talking about the Bucks and Tom coming back, and now they have a chance. All these teams have slid so hard. And then you look at some of these other teams that could potentially sneak in because those other teams have slid. So the AFC, yeah, we, I think really you're talking about Buffalo, Kansas City, Tennessee, Tennessee Miami. Miami and 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 maybe it ends maybe there. the maybe. Ra- maybe the Ravens maybe the Ravens maybe the Ravens so we'll those see. five teams Greeny uh, Ninko and one more for Brooke Pryor if I could a Back final to thought you. here Brooke the two legendary quarterbacks and we talked about them a lot this morning on Get Up Brady and Rogers either neither or both are going to wind up in the playoffs this year I, I know Brady obviously has the easier division will both of them make the playoffs will just one of them make the playoffs will neither of them make the playoffs you know I, I think one of them will make the playoffs. But it doesn't mean that they should. It doesn't mean that, like, if they were in the AFC that they would. Because just... And it, it's Tampa, I assume Right, yes, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> when you have the Panthers a game out from leading uh, their division, then I, I think that that really just speaks to the the weakness that is the the NFC South and the NFC as a whole. I mean, there, there's no reason that a team that fired its coach and traded away its best player should be in contention. And so when you have a team like the Bucks that has... All of the pieces there that has Tom Brady there. I mean, good grief, you would hope that they could make a run. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be Green Bay. I don't think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. They have done nothing that inspires me in any type of way. And even if the Vikings are a facade, I still think that, that they will win the division. And I don't think the Packers are going to have a strong enough record to get that wild card spot. If DJ Moore keeps his helmet on after that catch last week, Every team in the NFC South is three and five at this Ugh. moment, which would Ugh. really be remarkable. Guys, this was great fun. Brooke, thank you. Ninko, great week. Awesome. Thank you guys both for being here. Thank hey, Greeny Nation calls in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Uh, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Coming up next, we will take you inside the most dysfunctional team maybe in sports history. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, greeting with you here. Uh, so Brian Winhorst is the host of the Hoop Collective podcast, which uh, I am told had to be re-taped yesterday multiple times uh, as the story kept changing in extraordinary ways. Uh, let me very quickly run you through the day that was yesterday. Um, I talked a little bit about the Kyrie Irving situation on this program almost immediately thereafter. The commissioner of the NBA, I'm not suggesting in any way it was motivated by me. Don't, don't, I, those two things are coincidental. Um, but almost immediately thereafter, the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, released a statement in which he expressed great disappointment bordering on disgust with the way Kyrie Irving has handled, particularly not apologizing for having posted the film on his social media last week, which contains um, really horrific anti-Semitic messaging. Uh, Kyrie Irving then met with the media for six minutes in Brooklyn, uh, continued to steadfastly refuse to apologize and even refuse to say directly that he is not anti-Semitic. Sometime later in the day, the Brooklyn Nets announced they had suspended Kyrie Irving for a minimum of five games, and then after that, Kyrie Irving released an apology on um, a, a lengthy statement on Instagram that included the words that he is deeply sorry to Jewish people and the, the people in the Jewish community who have been hurt by all of this. So that was the day yesterday. We wake up today and we try and figure it all out. And that's why we have Brian Windhorst with us. So, Wendy, thank you for, for making the time for me during what I know is a really busy time. L- let's start with how it got to where it got yesterday. Some I've certainly had a lot of people saying to me, why is it taking so long for the NBA to do something? Why is it taking so long for the Nets to do something? Um, take us through the last week and how we got to where we got yesterday. Greeny, what's the Mendoza line? Uh, the Mendoza, 200, right? I mean, in baseball, it's, it's, it's hitting 200, yeah. Okay. Kyrie Irving had four at-bats yeah. where he could have dealt with what he did last week. Uh, he made a – he put something on Twitter like 48 hours after it happened. He spoke to the media twice, including yesterday, and he put out a statement on Wednesday where he declined to use the words, I am sorry. He had four times at the plate, and there were three days in there where the Nets in the NBA allowed him to not speak to the media and basically to use the, the words of the general manager, Sean Marks. Uh, we didn't want him causing any more fuss. So not only did he have all these opportunities to do this, he, he whiffed on them all. And they, it proceedingly got more and more, uh, the, the reactions and the frustration and the hurt got more and more acute with each time. So finally, on the fifth time at the plate, Late last night at midnight, he made another post where he actually was able to say, I am sorry. 
And what this reminds me of, and I know that it's not comparable to the offense that so many people took at him uh, promoting this documentary. But back when he was on the flat earth thing, Mm -hmm. I remember there being an interview that he did with a reporter from the New York times and they, they ran it as a Q and a, and the reporter presented piece after piece of evidence that the earth was not flat, that that it was in fact round. And I remember reading Kyrie was just not able to bring himself to, to, to denounce what he had said before. He just could not say that he was wrong for whatever reason he couldn't get there. And with the stakes vastly higher and it not being a laughing matter whatsoever, like the flat earth stuff was, he was in the same situation this week. And so you say to yourself, why does he have that? Why does he have the ability to say that I not say that I'm sorry and not admit that he was wrong? And the answer is because the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets especially have basically enabled him nonstop for the last four or five years. He has had some um, impacts on some of his off-court decision-making, but he generally has gotten to get what he has wanted. And so in a way, the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets have reaped what they've sowed with this individual and the way they've elected to treat him. And he's gotten away with it because he's a fabulous basketball player. And you've heard the phrase, in for a penny, in for a pound. The Brooklyn Nets this year are in for a ton, in for a metric ton. Mm -hmm. It's a $300 million payroll when you include the luxury taxes. They are trying like crazy to hold this dam from bursting. Kevin Durant demanding trades. Kyrie Irving, all these situations. Ben Simmons is hurt. Steve Nash is is fired and they're going and trying to pull a coach that's on suspension with another team, trying like crazy to hold the dam back on this situation that has developed because they won't hold anybody accountable. And as strong as Adam Silver was in his comments yesterday, he was seven days late and four Kyrie attempts at the plate behind uh, him doing this. And that is exactly one equaling, two, you know, you know, A equaling uh, B in that situation. Greeny and Wendy with you. And I can tell you that this story is um, is developing further as we speak, Wendy. Uh, Nick Friedel covers the Nets for us. And he posted six minutes ago, Sean Marks, who was the general manager, says Kyrie's apology last night was a good first step, but the organization wants him to take some more stops. I assume that is a typo and means steps, including meeting with Jewish leaders before playing again for the Nets. Mark said the Nets never considered releasing Kyrie. So, Wendy... What what is I don't want to ask you to guess on on a story of this magnitude, but like what do you expect to happen next? Would would you expect that Kyrie Irving, after a five game suspension, will return and continue to play for the Brooklyn Nets? We're in the unpredictability zone here. I apologize for saying this because I don't think he's a bad person. Sean Marks has no credibility. What he says especially in regards to Kyrie Irving, has no credibility. The Brooklyn Nets and the way they've handled Kyrie for the last couple of years have no credibility. So what they say and what they end up doing are not connected. So I don't honestly care what he says, um, and I don't know what's going to happen. The, the track record is that ultimately Kyrie gets what he wants, and he does face some 
sanctions, but ultimately is brought back in and allowed to do whatever he wants. He's been allowed to do whatever he wants for years. So I guess it's possible that we have crossed the Rubicon and that, that this will be different. But, you know, three days ago, I mean, and this, these, are, these are Kyrie's own words, Greeny. It, it was said that he wanted to meet with the uh, Anti-Defamation League, and he just said it was handled. And he sent his, 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 his agent and his father in his stead because he couldn't be bothered. Mm. And he threw them a donation that is equivalent to two games, uh, uh, game checks. And um, the, the Anti-Defamation League rejected it. And so, I, honestly, whatever Sean Marks says, I, I, I don't really care. The actions have shown me that they'll let Kyrie do whatever he wants, and ultimately he'll be right back in that same role because they're trying to, you know, to hold the dam from breaking. And then finally on this, and I, I mean, who knows where it's going to go. And, Wendy, I so appreciate your insight into all this. It's so valuable for our audience. Um, what do we imagine Kevin Durant thinks now, Durant is committed to the Nets going forward. He demanded a trade and didn't get it. And so there isn't any obvious reason to think that he's not there for the long haul. I know that I'm just asking you to guess something that is probably unguessable. But what do you imagine Kevin Durant thinks is where this all should end? How, how, how in the world does this end in a way that works for Kevin Durant if that is even remotely possible? What I know about Kevin Durant is uh, one of the ways that you can really get under his skin is by trying to project what he's thinking. Um, I've tried to do it before, and I've been wrong. But I will tell you also this about Kevin Durant. His number one desire in his career is to just play basketball. He just wants to play basketball. He loves it. You can tell by watching him play how much work he's put into his craft. And so much about what's happened over the last few years is not about basketball. And it has basically wrecked this portion of his career. And it is a loss. It's a loss for him personally. It's a loss for us as fans. I remain mystified by his choice three whatever years ago in 2019 when he had three or four really good options to go to Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. I thought it was mystifying then. I was on the record then. And it has been one of the out of he has made some great choices in his career. This was a devastating decision. And so on a personal level, I feel bad for him that he has had this section of his career marred by what's gone on with the, with this situation. And so he deserves better, frankly. I, I don't agree with everything that he's done and I, I don't think he set himself up to always be the most successful. But I have such immense respect for his ability as a player and his desire to win, and he has not been rewarded for it. And getting into this basketball marriage with Kyrie Irving has been devastating for him, and I can't imagine he sees it differently. But I also know just, you know, when you start talking about what he's thinking, you know, you, you, you won't always be right. Greeny and Wendy with you. By the way, I, I have some quotes from Durant. A, at, literally as we speak, the Nets are having their media availabilities today. Of course, Kyrie Irving, not one of the people involved. But I just read you uh, the, the note from their GM, Sean Marks. I have this from Kevin Durant, quote, I'm not here to judge somebody or talk down on the life or how they feel their views. I just didn't like anything that went on. I felt like it was all unnecessary. I felt like we could have just kept playing basketball and kept quiet as an organization. 
Uh, I'm reading that without context. I, I don't I don't know if he's suggesting that they should have just kept quiet and kept playing basketball after Kyrie had all of this, or if he's suggesting he shouldn't have been suspended. I I, I don't want to put words in his mouth because I I'm literally just reading that off of Twitter. Uh, all right, Wendy, uh, this thing I guess will continue to have twists and turns, and you'll continue to cover it as well as absolutely anybody can. I really appreciate you jumping in here, my man. Thank you. By the way, they've got the, the dead last off defense in the NBA, and Ben Simmons, the the guy they're heavily invested in to save their defense, is missing at least four games in a row with a bad knee. It's all sad news around the Nets right now. No, it, it couldn't be coming apart more on or off the floor. Thank you, Wendy. That's Brian Winhorst with me here. Let me get in. I, I did not want to uh, interrupt any of that conversation for any of our partners, but it's important that I mention that the World Series is on ESPN Radio tonight, presented by AutoZone 7 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. Uh, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Um, look, I spoke for 11 minutes on this subject yesterday, I think I said everything that I felt a need to say and nothing that happened yesterday, as dramatic as it all was, changed the way I look at this. Um, Kyrie Irving released an apology last night. He said the words he was deeply sorry. Um, The world is not made a better place by my not accepting that he means that even if there is a lot of reason to question it. I understand that, as Wendy just said, he had a whole lot of chances to say that before he was suspended and chose not to. And then last night it was quite convenient that he chose to do it. Um, so I, I am decreasingly optimistic that this can end in a place where things get better because of it. Uh as I said yesterday, but I'm, I, I'm not going to give up completely. Um, if Kyrie Irving takes a real opportunity, like really genuinely wants to and cares to find out why what he did was so problematic, why so many people, as I said yesterday, have been hurt by it and could potentially be harmed because of it and then chooses to promote that vigorously, on his platforms, then there can still be an ending to this that um, that is uh, meaningful. But I will admit to being less optimistic that that feels like a real possibility. And as far as the Nets as a basketball team, I do, there's nothing even left to be said. What What they have done, the way they have handled this situation, candidly, the way they've handled the last several years has been embarrassing. It's an embarrassment for literally everyone involved because at some point, to use a football cliche, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And at this point, the degree to which they've allowed it to happen has amounted essentially to coaching it. So what the Nets have done, I think, is make themselves into a laughingstock of an organization, which is the opposite of what I think they thought they were going to be when they went out and signed the two big fish of that free agent summer. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Rolling along here, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Assembled members of the hashtag crew are here. Nuno is here. Bubba is here. Hembo is not today. He was in uh, at the ballpark last night. And let me ask quickly, Nuno, and how much do you delight in the fact that Hembo went to this game last night and the Phillies lost. Just how would you describe the level of pleasure that you take in the sorrow that you know Hembo is feeling as a result of that? I mean, it warms my heart that Hembo is struggling with the fact that uh, his team has looked. After he sat here and told us how well they're playing, that um, how well they do at home, um, they went no hit, and then they scored two runs. Um, and he's the cause of their downfall. Like he told us, he told us Justin Verlander can't pitch in the World Series, and then he shuts them down last night. Literally everything went to get, the baseball god smote him, right? That he has been smote, or whatever the word is, right? They smite you. Is, is that is that a, is that am I using the right word there? Has he been smote? It's not smitten because that means something else entirely. He's been smote. He has been smote by the the baseball gods, right? Yeah, he he tempted them. Um, and they're making him pay. Now, 
knowing the way that gods work, will they give him some false hope on Saturday? I think that's what what's going to be the beauty about it. While he's recovering from his second Friday wedding in a in a, in a week, um, he's he's going to be home, going to feel good about it. They might get an early lead, and then they're just going to. It's just going to fall like just I can't figure out the most painful way for them to lose. But I can see that happening on Saturday. Let me ask a question, because one of two things is going to happen in this World Series. Either the Astros, your nemesis as a Yankee fan, are going to win or Hembo's team is going to win. What are you rooting for? I actually was rooting for the Phillies to win because I can't stand the Astros. But what's happened throughout this process is Hembo, being Hembo, has forced me to enjoy his not only his misery, but there's a lot of guys that work that are from Philly that work here that are extremely obnoxious. And the fact that the Eagles are eight and zero, so like I've now have resigned to the fact that the Astros are the best team and baseball, and we'll win this World Series, and the only saving grace is we get to laugh at Hembo. Yeah, I, I think that's what we all can look forward to. Bubba, meanwhile, is in his glory because the Phillies are your arch nemesis as a Met fan, and New- and Hembo, uh, you, like everyone, find him annoying. This is why people shake nerds. So, so for you, this is all going, I would assume, just perfectly. I'm, I'm very happy, but... You know, not not counting my chickens just yet. Let me, let's just, let's make sure they lose. I don't want to get too overwhelmed. Very happy with what just happened, losing those two in a row, and it's pretty embarrassing what Hem- Hembo did, not watching the game on the phone. He's the reason they lost, so that was awesome and pretty sad for him. But I'm not going to celebrate yet until the World Series is officially over and the Astros are champs because I, right. I don't want to jinx anything. The, the, the one thing I'm concerned about is our Powerball uh, opportunities here. Again, Bubba in charge of the Powerball tickets for the three of us. What will really – here's what I'll take. Let Hembo's team win the World Series so long as we win the Powerball. We win a billion I'll take and a that. half dollars. I'll, I'll accept the Phillies for that. After he chose not to go in on it with us. The three of us in this conversation, Nuno, Bubba, and I – have each uh, are each sharing Powerball tickets, and I think right now our chances of winning the billion dollars are something like 50-50. And if we wind up winning it, and Hembo chose not to because he didn't like the odds, that will bring great joy, I think, to all of us. The scoop. Next, we've talked about the Nets. I'm done with them. The, the, I'm done talking. I, I will obviously pass along any further news as that develops. But I'm done. I am the host of the NBA on ESPN and ABC. I want to talk about actual basketball. Let's talk about the Warriors. The Warriors are the defending NBA champs. They came into this season as the favorites to repeat. Last night, they lost their fourth straight game. They lost to the Orlando Magic. They lost to the Orlando Magic in a game in which Golden State led by 16 points. The Magic came into this game as the worst team in the Eastern Conference at 1-7. and seven. Let me say that again. The Golden State Warriors in a get-right game on the road at Orlando playing the worst team in the East had a 16-point lead and lost. The Warriors are now 0-5 on the road this year. I know what you're wondering. You're wondering, what's the last time the defending NBA champ started a, a season 0-5 on the road? Well, I'm glad you asked. It has happened once before. You want to know when? It happened in 1956. The Philadelphia Warriors lost their first five road games. 
That franchise has subsequently moved to San Francisco, well, first to Oakland and then San Francisco, and, 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 and oh, by the way, 60 years have gone by, almost 70. What is that, 65 years? Struggling with quick math. A very long time has passed since that happened to anyone. So the Warriors are really struggling, and this road trip, they have lost to Orlando, Miami, Detroit, and Charlotte. None of those teams have a winning record. So it's not like they're losing these road games against Milwaukee and the – well, forget the Clippers. Uh, the other good teams, <laughs> they're, lo- they're going on the road and playing bad teams and losing, and Steph is playing fine. Steph, I think, had 39 last night. Nuno, in just a quick second I have here, are we worried about the Warriors? I'm worried about the rest of that roster, right? Those young guys that they thought would lead them into it, right? Kaminga has been a – uh, coaches, uh, you know, DMP coaches decision a few times. It's Wiseman looks lost a lot of times. So, yes, I'm concerned by them. I think there is reason to be concerned. All right, we'll turn it to the NFL next. Joe Fortenball, our betting expert, will join us coming up shortly. Plus, Bubba was ready with who you got. That's on the way. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.